1: I'm talking to Dr. Trevetti, and he is a health and human behavior expert. He's the founder of Align Performance Institute and author of Chasing Success. You can also see a list of the TV stations he's been on on my, on my page. Dr. Trevetti, welcome.
0: Well, thanks for having me, Amalou. I appreciate it.
1: I have been on your website i'm so impressed with what you're doing so tell me about your journey that led you to all this
0: yeah thank you i appreciate thank you thank you for checking out the website and that too um you know i was my story is as i like to say is um is not that unique i don't think for people but maybe it is but i was 34 years old i remember myself looking at myself in the mirror and i was a highly successful doctor built a very successful practice and um I had the wife, the house, the cars, the the money in the bank. I had it all or what you're supposed to have. And I looked in the mirror and I was completely empty on the inside. And I looked at my life and I'd built everything that you're supposed to have in a checklist life. And, but the internal side of who I was wasn't fulfilled in any capacity, right, Emily? And I think you can probably resonate to something like that. I was just on the inside, I was completely empty. And, I had to figure out a way how to learn to love my life, how to master my life, how to, how to become not only successful on the outside, but become fulfilled on the inside, to be able to master both aspects of success and fulfillment. And I went on this long, arduous journey trying to figure out what to do. And I followed other people. And I followed other personal development leaders. And I was speaking to thousands of people, but I was selling things that weren't really congruent to who I was and congruent to what is best for the person in front of me. And um, and so I decided to just almost throw it all away and just do what I knew what to do. And I had to figure it out because personal development gave us a platform of what we think we're supposed to do. But it wasn't scientific. It wasn't neurologic. It was arbitrary. And so I had to go figure out, as I say, the science of fulfillment to understand how to master my life. And, and now today... I teach entrepreneurs, small business owners, parents, and people who are trying to master life, how to master their life so they can live both successfully and fulfilled. I like to say that fulfillment is the ultimate key. Success is the aspirational word for really fulfillment.
1: I like that. Can you just say that again? I want to make sure that that success
0: success is the aspirational word for fulfillment.
1: Yes. I love it. It's true.
0: Because at the end of the day, we all want to be fulfilled. We all want, we want more money so that we can be fulfilled. We want a better job so we can be fulfilled. We want to be better parents so we can be fulfilled. We want to do the things in our life that make us feel whole and complete and one. And that's really the essence of why we all of us you me the listener everyone here is here for that and it could so for some people it could be millions and millions of dollars so for some people it could be you know fifty thousand dollars a year but having everything else it's all a relative experience in my in my understanding of it
1: yes i agree i totally agree so you know we're 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 talking to parents i i personally believe that you become a better, anytime you're becoming a better person, you become a better parent. So that self-development and fulfillment, finding that fulfillment.
0: Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, what I'd love to, I'd love to challenge people is to stop this idea of becoming a better parent, right? You are giving the kids, we have this thing in parenting, and in our psychology, that we're trying to be like somebody else. As soon as we try and say, and no disrespect intended, Emma Lou, or in any capacity, but as soon as we say that we're trying to be better at something, it's to assume that we're not good at it now. But that's based on someone else's standards, someone else's role, someone else's things that are out there, versus understanding that we're the greatest parent that we are, and we're giving exactly what our child needs to give them the love that they need and the form that they need it for them to grow right? And I like to say, and I say this in my seminars all the time, is that it's time for all of us to wake up and no longer blame mommy and daddy for our issues and -hmm. to take responsibility for ourselves as human beings. Where we are today is not because my mom did this or my dad did that. We're here today because we've made these decisions and we can take responsibility for that. So I like to say that just to say that, you know, a lot I see a lot of parents come to me with so much guilt about the way that they parent their child. And what I can tell you is that what if you're parenting exactly perfectly to what that child needs and you're just comparing yourself to somebody else?
1: I like that. So doing away with the comparison and when we're, and I had not thought of that before, but that is a very valid point that when we're focusing on becoming better, that's really not the route to fulfillment. That it is, again, adding to the checklist.
0: It is. It's kind of playing onto that. Excuse me. They're playing on to the greater checklist. Okay. Well, I, to be a great parent, like I don't know about you, but um, I have two kids. I have a 15 year old and 11 year old soon to be 16 and 12. And I've driven to more soccer games than I know what to do with. And I've driven to more band, more band concerts that I don't care to know about. And I've been to more, more things of theirs that were there. My, like when I grew up, my dad couldn't be there. That didn't mean because he was working in the afternoon Now, that didn't mean my dad was a crappy father. That means that he was doing his part to add to the family unit. But we now have this societal things that we can't go out and play. We can't go out and do the things that we want to do. We can't, you know, the parents have to be at every single sporting event that one day maybe your kid's going to play in the major leagues or something like that. The reality is that they're not. Like, that's a very, 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 very slim chance. Yeah. And so we put this expectation that we got to be there 100% of the time for the kids when really it's not about the kids. It's about your expectation comparing it to the leave it to beavers or to the other people in your society who you're now trying to match up to.
1: Ooh, I love that. Yeah, we'll never be happy. We can't find fulfillment by comparing.
0: We can't. That's why I wrote the book, Chasing Success, because it's a never-ending chase on a hamster wheel that you'll never, ever be able to achieve.
1: Ah, that is powerful. I love that message. And, you know, I think, I think parents are on the front line. I think they're underappreciated. They're hard on themselves. And especially now, there's a lot going on about
0: it. There's a lot going on right now. What do you do with a child? What do you do with, you know, do they go to school? Do they not go to school? Am I supposed to homeschool them? Am I responsible for giving them all their education? You know, they have X amount of screen time that they can be on. And after that, they got to go and do something else. Like, We have all these now. Now, here's the beautiful thing around this, right? Emma Lou is that all the rules that parents put on their kids through COVID just were shot because now you didn't know what to do. All the my kids not supposed to be on their phone more than half an hour a day. What are they going to do with the rest of their day? So maybe they can watch a little bit more. Maybe, Maybe now they play video games because now it's a social thing. So all the things that are there are the rules that we're placing on these kids. Now, let me just say this as a parent. All children, all children, this is human behavior, human dynamics, function on a set of values and priorities. And they're going to innately go to the things that they value the most. Parents put rules on children to try and control what, doing what they value. I'll give you an example of this. My, um, I'm divorced. My, my uh, kid's mom... She puts screen time rules on the kids and and what they can watch on YouTube and that. And I remember my son was seven years old and he came to me and he said, dad, I want to, I'm watching YouTube. And I said, okay, what are you watching? And he was learning about prehistoric dinosaurs. And basically like what they did where it does, you know, he was the the section of some type of dinosaur. I don't even know how he's watching. He found it. He was learning about it. And so they're using youtube and all these social channels to learn about the things that they love to learn about versus just play video games or just do other things that that parents deem aren't valuable it's when we as parents judge our children's activities do we suppress them from living to be who they really are my son the last two weeks since the nasa space launch has been studying about magnetospheres the sun the the mars and like the the astronomical realms he's he's studying about how stars play impact like he's learning about gravitational fields at 11 years old right and these are these are things that no one's telling him to do this he's doing it on his own where he's having our dinner conversations are understanding black holes and so i say this because through covid one of the things that i've learned through it and i and i've seen and i perpetuate this concern. I said this all over the news when the COVID was a big deal I said allow the kids to do what they love to do during this time because that's what life is really about it's the ability to do what it is you love to do not another checklist trying to make someone else happy
1: now that's helpful rather than again <laughs> having an arbitrary schedule yeah what, what a gift to allow a child to pursue, to learn themselves, discover their passions, and pursue them.
0: Maria Montessori did this for centuries, right? This is what she was all about, is allow the child to pursue. Every child is an inborn genius, and I believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that every human being is an inborn genius. But when we let society, people, drone us, that we stop ourselves from thinking on our own. We stop ourselves from asking questions that are part of us we live robotically to what the rules of society are versus realize to the people who make the rules versus standing up to make our own rules and ask our own questions what works for us
1: I really those two
0: things different
1: yeah I really wonder how our education system would evolve if it were student directed rather than federally mandated
0: it's completely true. I mean, like my, I have a foundation called the Lotus Foundation, and and we we are in the process. We're not. We haven't done anything yet. We're creating it. But that is the that is the fundamental thing that we're putting together is student-driven educational systems, and we're starting it in the hometown of my uh, my my father's birth, and that's it's about six years out. We're, but we're putting all the stuff together. We've talked to the. Institutions the organizations on how to put this all together and and I'm predicting a launch about six years from now to be able to open our first school
1: I love it I love it. I, I really I have studied that myself as as an mm-hmm. educator. I, you know, I'm a retired school teacher and I really think that is what is needed and yes. I, I worked with uh, students with special needs and when mm-hmm. they're allowed to choose their own curriculum there, there
0: aren't any problems in school. No. It's a, you know, children are, are smaller adults. The behavior stays the same. No adult wants to be told, well, you know, think about this, right? We think about this and we say during COVID, nobody wanted to be told that you had to stay home alone. I right? had to stay home all the time. No. What child wants to be punished and say, stay in your room all the time? You're going to eventually revolt and create chaos. Like that's part of the game. So no human being wants it ever, whether it be an adult or a child. I think that we, we parent from a place of control versus parents from a place of empowerment, for the most part. That, that's, that is a very generalized statement. I understand my statements are generalized in that. But I, when I watch people and how they parent and what they do and how they do this with kids, the kids aren't free to express who they really are and what they really want to do with their life. And they just play the game of rules until they can get away from you or parents and go do whatever it is they want to. That's been my experience. And I'm sure you've had many, many experiences over your career as well.
1: Yes, yes, I have seen that as well. I loved what you said about parent from a place of empowerment. Could you talk about that a little bit more?
0: Sure, yeah. Um, Empowering people is what I do. I empower people. We have a, a couple of my clients right now there are two teachers who were unemployed, not employed. They, they lost their jobs or, um, or furloughed during this whole COVID thing. And they started a company to empower children in their educational systems and how to teach them. And there are two teachers who were just sitting at home and said, let's go do this thing. And they're now going this. When you would empower a child to learn from their own innate value, then they want to learn versus have to learn. Yes. Right? Kids going to school, kids want to learn. Every human being wants to learn. That's why you're on this podcast because you want to learn to do more. You want to learn how to be a quote unquote better parent, and MLU we'll is providing that opportunity for you guys through these podcasts. But a child also wants to learn. They want to learn about where they come from. They want to learn about who they are. They have the same philosophical questions that we all do, and they're trying to figure that out. And if we allow them to ask those questions then they're smart enough in today's environment to have information at their disposal, that they can go get it. And so they have greater thoughts, greater opportunity. But when we stunt that and say, no, that's what you can't do. That's what you shouldn't do. They'll start living a life that they have to, need to, and should versus a life where they get to want to, choose to, and love to live. Two very different states of physiology that happens within the brain and the mind and the body, excuse me. And a child or human being that lives on a premise of have to live and do things every single day that they have to do is not going to live an empowered life. They're going to wake up. They're going to hate Mondays, live for Fridays, and can't wait till Wednesday's over so that they're on the other end of the week.
1: That's true. (laughs) I totally agree.
0: Versus someone who loves to live their life, doesn't even know what day it is. They just spend their life doing the things that they love to do. Like, I don't know what day it is typically most often. Just someone has to remind me of the date and what day of the week it is because I'm just <laughs> doing 99% of the times. Yeah. Well, my life is.
1: You're not living for the weekend, you're enjoying every day. That's right. I love that. That's- well, you had something on your website that really caught my attention. And. That's what I wanted to call this episode Re- Rewire Your Brain for Self Mastery. Mm-hmm. So, can you talk a little bit about that? I know you, I, I see you offer a variety of really good programs, trainings, coaching. So, start with Rewire Your Brain for Self Mastery.
0: So, we all have all these paradigms, what I call traumas, positive and negative traumas that are in our psyche. And I saw this as a doctor practicing with patients. I saw people would have issues, you know, people would have back pain, but I'd realize that the back pain would only come on and I'd find out what's going on with their spouse at home. And they'd only show up when they're arguing with their husband or their wife at home. Uh-huh. And it was a trigger the night before they start arguing the next day they show up with back pain and these were triggers. And I started to understand the mind body connection inside of this. And I started to realize that how we think is going to affect our physiology. So rewiring your brain is about really healing the traumas that are holding on now traumas are not like they don't have to be major things like you know rapes or abductions or things like that those are a lot of what i deal with and i'm not going to say it isn't but traumas could be as you know i had a bad breakup and i'm holding on to the anger and resentment around it so it's all, it's all relative for the individual but rewiring your brain is about healing the traumas rewiring it neurologically not arbitrarily When I created the science to rewire it, it was about how do I get the neurology to heal and really rewire? And as we do that, then they can move on. And now you rewire and you change the the physiology in your body. You change how you feel and you change what you do and your behavior changes because of that. And as behavior changes, you begin to look at your life and say, I don't have to live in the state of the trauma. I can live in a life of empowerment because I'm not no longer afraid of something negative going to happen in my life, which is why anxiety is such a rampant thing today.
1: Oh yes. I I have never heard of it being such a problem as it is now. So it sounds like you are helping them understand how they can choose their life.
0: Let me say it this way. This is the best way I know how to say it, is that there's so many people in the world that want to teach people how to think. This is how you need to think. This is how successful Mm -hmm. people think. This is how parents need to think. This is how this person needs to think. I don't want to teach people how they're supposed to think. I want people to know, and I want to teach people why you think the way that you do. Okay. And why you do what you do, so you can learn to love yourself and love everything else around you because of that.
1: So beginning with self-acceptance, self-love.
0: Well, self-love is, everything is a, is a causation of a lack of self-love. Okay. People think self-love is first, but actually self-love is the, the ultimate healer. Yes, 100%. But your arguments with your husband or your wife are because you don't love yourself, but you've got to heal the trauma with the, the, the husband or the wife in order to get to the point to actually appreciate that. Okay. You've got to go through, understand what you did as a parent and what happened, to you, what happened to you as a child so that you can love yourself. There are so many facets around this aspect of healing yourself. But what I can tell you is that everything you do, every trauma, every negative thought, every, even every positive thought, let me just say it this way. But everything you're thinking that isn't a value and appreciation of who you are is a depreciation of who you are. And that impacts your children far more dramatically than than you think.
1: Oh, I believe it. That has you, you been ch- my observation too.
0: Yeah, your children are your mirrors, right? Your mirror neurons are reflecting. whatever. I like to say that whatever you haven't learned to love yourself, your children are making sure that they teach you to learn to love it. And if you don't learn to love it, they're going to – their mirror neurons are going to see it. They're, they're going to they – we have these things called mirror neurons that are reflecting and acting out. The, the way that you act, they mirror it, right? That's why under the age of three, it's funny. People like kids do the exact same things. have the same mannerisms. They copy everything. Those are mirror neurons at work in society. Okay. And so that's all part of the game that we've got to learn to understand. So if you don't love yourself, your children don't get to learn – to love themselves completely
1: wow that is powerful mm-hmm. and, and some people mistakenly believe it's vanity or conceit but it isn't
0: well yeah well there's pride and i don't call pride self-love i call appreciation and gratitude of who you are self-love pride the, the pride of look at me i'm the best look at me i'm the best i i got everything i want that's not love that's that's pseudo love. That's pride. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. about to get crushed, right? Like, that is, as the tall poppy syndrome kicks in, as you, I'm sure you know, Emma, Emma Lewis. Yeah. That, that's not love. Love is loving yourself and appreciating who you are so that you can actually not have pride. You can just be okay with whatever you have, whatever you've done or not done, you can love who you are.
1: Yeah, I like that distinction. I, I mm-hmm. like the word appreciation. That is a much more accurate term.
0: I think so. It, I think it's much more appreciated, right? Yes. When you can love who you are, you appreciate who you are, life becomes a joyous experience versus this chasing of, the mat, chasing of things.
1: Yeah. I love it. I love it. And, and I... You have, a, you have just shared a lot of excellent words of advice, words of truth, I think, and um, we'll have links to your website, your Facebook page. You have a lot of valuable information to share.
0: Okay, yeah, there's a lot there.
1: It is awesome. And any other final? tips for parents right now what how do they take care of themselves when they are n- they are now 24 7 and working from home caring yeah. for children yeah. it's rough. i would
0: say th- it i would say this is allow yourself a time daily 35 to an hour I mean 35 minutes to an hour to decompress i would also say go see how many gifts covid's given you go find all the gifts that covid's given you it's given you more gifts than you can ever imagine yeah and and change it inside of it right it's it's this time that you have at the ability to be with your kids to share time with the kids to do all these things that many people don't get this opportunity so yeah, It's wise to be grateful for this unique opportunity that we get to experience where the kids are home three, four, five, six months at a time to connect with us and for us to connect with them. That, that it, all of this 20 years from now, 30 years from now, is going to become a historic moment where your kids, your family, your parents, and the children are going to remember and say, I remember the summer of COVID. I yeah. got to do this yeah. with my mom. I got to do this with my dad. I got to hang out with the family. It was, as the old saying says, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. Mm -hmm. But they all lived together.
1: Yes. All right. I appreciate that. Making sure you take time to decompress and then just recognizing. And I agree. I, I know I'm thinking I was forced to examine my life, see those superfluous activities. I was so... Heavily involved in that really are not meaningful, and now I don't have to go back to them.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can do what you want to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I,
0: I agree with that.
1: Well, Dr. Trevetti, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and hope everyone takes time to check out your website, your Facebook page. You have a lot of valuable information for parents.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Amalou, for all you do and all the parents you're helping with your podcast and your community. I appreciate what you're doing.
1: All right. You have a great day. Thanks, you too. Thanks for listening. I started this podcast with the goal of providing useful information to parents and families. I'd like to know how I'm doing. Please like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using, and then go to my website, hypnosis4motivation.com. Leave a comment and let me know what your greatest challenges are. Are there topics you'd like to learn more about that we haven't covered yet? How can we help meet your needs as a family member? Do you have a story to share that would help others? Reach out to me at hypnosisformotivation.com. Use a number four. I'd love to hear from you.